Welcome back to Boys and Ghouls Film Review. I'm your host, Sarah Stevenson. This is my co-host, Mike Stevenson. Hi, guys. And this is our second episode this week since we returned. So, bear with us that we're a little nervous. Yep. Also, guys, if I haven't said it enough in the past, um, this is a non-troll zone. So, if you are a troll, I advise please leave this room at once. Okay, the little room. Okay, now let's get down to what we're reviewing. Tonight we'll be reviewing that Hammer film popular movie called The Phantom of the Opera that was done in, released in 1962. Now, for some of you younger people uh, mm-hmm. who might not be into the older movies, Hammer Film Productions did uh, a slew of horror movies, mm. ordinary movies, TV shows are very popular, but they did close the doors some decades ago, but they've reopened yeah. in the past 10 years. Yeah, it? I mean, yeah. they closed um, the just after uh, the eight, just after the 80s yeah. began, and then they reopened yeah. many years later in the yeah, yeah. year 2000s, something yeah, like so but yeah, I mean, I, they, can't say. I think their style of filming got a bit stale and uh, maybe new ideas and they weren't getting yeah. good scripts or something. Mm, I don't maybe. know, but they, they're supposed to be back and making a few movies at the moment, so mm. hopefully they'll bring other good things our way. Yes. So who directs this and writes well, it I'll and give you a quick rundown of the goodies stars like I normally in this do. Movie. Now, mm-hmm. aha, okay. Produced by Anthony Hines and Battle Keys. Directed by a guy called Terence Fisher. Written by John Elder. Now, this was loosely based on a book uh, written in 1910, mm. which is about uh, 50 years earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, the novel The Phantom d'Opera. It's a French book mm. uh, by Gaston uh, Laureau. Yeah. And anyway, like Sarah said, Hammer Films took it on themselves, but I think Universal Studios were looking at doing it, but they sort of put it in the back burner and then Hammer decided to do it, I think. Mm. How's that grab you? Sounds about right. Mm. And just so you guys know, this story, unlike it's not unlike the novel version of it, this one takes place in New in England. Yeah, they moved it from France to um England about the turn of the century, about 900s or something, right? Really? Yeah, 1900 yeah. or mm. something. Yeah. Like that. yeah, about that. Roughly there. Now, a couple of things. Uh, the cast. I like doing the cast. Now, mm. Herbert Long, he's one of my sort of, I wouldn't say my favourite actors from that period, but he's, rather, he, he, he's um, an interesting actor. Um, I thought he was great in yeah. um, Pink Panther. And he did, yeah, playing Inspector Clouseau's. Uh, Strange boss, yeah, or um, nemesis, or whatever. Well, he was his boss to start with, yeah, and then he became his nemesis when he went a bit crazy. So, mm. anyway, Herbert Long plays the Phantom. He's also um, uh, in early part of the movie when do a flashback. He plays Professor Petrie, who was um, a poor, struggling musician who was also a composer. Mm. Anyway, Heather Sears plays Christine Charles. Who's the uh, the leading female role uh, in the other movies? Mm. Josie's Christine Day or something rather. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Edward D'Souza plays Harry Hunter. Now, I, I, I think Harry Grant was earmarked for this role mm. as a leading man, the and, love interest, and that sort of stuff. And for but, those of you who yeah. are confused, um, he plays the Raoul in the story. Wow. <laughs> um, you know, Christine Dyer's, Boyf- or Christine Charles' boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, the love interest, yeah. 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 Now, uh, yeah, so anyway, Edward, um, 
Edward D'Souza, uh, he, he got Cary Grant's part. No, I think Edward D'Souza did a pretty good job. Yeah, and uh, final... Um, Wait a minute, not the final. Enemy, the baddie guy. The mean guy. Now, Michael Goth, G-O-U-G-H, plays Lord Ambrose Darcy. What a lovely name. Now, um, Yeah, while Mike, the Phantom is the bad guy in this, he's well, the... He's um, actually, the Phantom is seen to be the bad guy but we find out that no he's really a good guy yeah. just misunderstood yeah, like, yeah. yeah but you can but the person who's the most likely person who would be perceived as a bad person or bad under, understood un, misunderstood, misunderstood person yeah, yeah. would be a dwarf that works for the phantom it, it in was, this it, it, it was a, a mute he couldn't couldn't say anything but he was a little bit deranged and throughout this movie he guy. goes out killing and maybe Hurting people who may be cross his path. Yeah, but he looks after the Phantom. You know, lovely. Mm. Now, um, just a couple of little notes here and there. Um, who was the name of the dwarfish guy? Oh, his name was Ian Wilson. Now, uh, Ian Wilson did play in a lot of movies over his career, but he played, like, uh, bit roles. Mm. Yeah, like, when you, when you, when a person in a crowd, like, you know, a few words here and there. He did a lot of things that I wanted just an odd person thrown in there, like, um, you know, the shop assistants and, yeah, that sort of stuff. He didn't have any major roles, which... Yeah. But he was a good character actor. He played a really, really weird little dwarf guy. Hmm. Um, yeah. So I don't know if he's really a dwarf or just a midget because he, he didn't have the... He, he didn't look like a yeah. dwarf to me, but anyway, yeah. anyway Interest, irrespective. Interesting fact here is that originally, at one point, um, Christopher... <coughs> Um, Lee was going to play our the Phantom, the Phantom but mm. I don't think it would have. Well, I don't he, think well, it would have. He had a good speaking voice for it. Christopher Lee's got a, a great spooky sort of voice. He plays a pretty mean Dracula for Hammer. I know, I know. So, you know, he's got a, a good speaking I, I voice. Guess, um, very would, I guess yeah. audiences would probably would. I wouldn't mind if for audiences, bear with me, guys, that they probably would like someone different to play <laughs> the um, Lily character. You have to look the Hammer had a stable of actors they fell upon all the time for their movies. And mm. you have to look, Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing, um, a slew of other people regularly showed up in Hammer movies. True, true. Uh, yeah, so whatever. But you've got to admit, a new face is usually can often be a great way to get your audiences drawn in. Yeah, it can be, if especially you're doing the international market. That's why Cary Grant would have been good in it because it may have sold it to America a lot easier. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We'll get on to that later on about America. Um, uh-huh. But anyway, irrespective. Now, notes, here we go. Um, the movie was more noted, this movie, The Phantom of the Opera version, was noted more for Herbert Lom's portrayal, of a, the sympathetic portrayal of The Phantom. Because instead of being a nasty, horrible killer type, uh, they went more for a, is the word a pathos? Is that the right word? Um, what's pathos uh, mean? When they say he's a pathetic creature. Um, yeah. He's been picked on, he's been, uh, he's been stubbed by side, he's been done wrong. I think it's pathos. Yeah. And, and, and he was a victim. Yeah, he was and a he victim. he became a victim of the things around him. He wasn't really a nasty guy. No. So, but his mm. portrayal of the Phantom was quite notable, even though this mm. movie was said to be a bit of a flop box office wise yeah even uh, though yeah. we um mike told me a while back he's seen this movie when he was no a little kid and he says he liked it when he was a kid it was the first time i saw the family opera when i was a child a long time ago folks um and this one always stuck with me as a good version now the reason why look, i've seen the early one with um claude rains and everybody 
they're good movies too. But this one had a different feel to it. Hmm. Uh, it was a more like a horror drama, um, which come of age, I suppose. Now, it was English. It's not American. The English style of filming and, and storytelling is a tad different to the American. So it's usually slightly slower pace, a little, maybe a little bit less action, a little bit less horror. Mm. But they tell a different story, but it's a good story. Yeah. yeah. So I'll dive into the actual story to this movie before we continue on. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah you, you like telling the story a bit, yeah. so away so, you go. So it, pr- it pretty much uh, starts where... They're going to be releasing an upcoming opera called Joan of Arc and all that stuff. And they have some mysterious things happening to their the um, opera for some, for some reason. Like music goes missing, um, instruments get slashed, yeah, and, like drums and stuff, yeah. and um, stuff like that. And, and people hear voices and... And, 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 shadows and in this case, yeah. they um, their leading lady gets scared to death on stage. They need the panty liner. Yes, yeah. and by the causing this, um, mm-hmm. and I think that and the Phantom isn't too thrilled that Lord um, Ambrose Darcy is getting high praised about this upcoming opera. This yada yada. Great yada. opera he's going to do, but and he had. He's really peeved. Yeah, mm. I think the usual good term to describe Mr. Lord Darcy is he has a tin ear from when it comes to music. No, I wouldn't say he got a tin ear. He had no talent in writing it. Talent in writing it. He was an old count. Um, You know, like in... um, Ah, crikey. (laughs) Ah, metal block. Uh, uh, it'll come to me later on. Don't worry about it. It must be Alzheimer's or dementia. Mostly. Whatever. So anyway. Tron, that's they, it. In Tron. You know, had, the guy who stole all the computer programs hmm. from, um, what's it, who's it? Yes. Uh, Eric Kurt Russell? Kurt Russell? Yeah. Yeah, Kurt Russell? No. Who was it? Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Now, Jeff Bridges, he made all these computer programs. The other guy stole them. So the other guy made all money out for his company and, he, and Jeff Bridges made absolutely nothing out of it. Same sort of scenario. Yeah, so mm-hmm. back to this movie. So, um, so Harry, the producer, I think he is. A director. Or a director. A director. Yeah. yeah. He starts uh, auditioning for the lead role again. Yeah. And this time he finds a possible girl who would suit the role of Joan of Arc. Hey, Christine. Ah, yes, so and she sings beautifully too. Like a nightingale. And of course, I've never heard of Nightingale. Yes, of course, Lord Darcy has his eyes set for her, not only because yeah. she's a good singer, but she's a great looker. And he wanted to uh, <coughs> give her a bit of one-on-one training. Yeah, he asked. If you know what I mean. Yes, he asks her out, and and before she goes out, decides to make plans to go out, she gets a warning from the Phantom that he, that he, um, Lord Ambrose was not a good man and not to be trusted. And that he's the only uh, one, and Lord, and the Phantom is the only one who might likely might train her to sing. To be, to be an exceptional singer. <laughs> but so that night she goes to um, dines with Lord Whatsyface. Ambrose Darcy. And he's just as much like 
the guy you think he would be. Sleazebag. Sleazebag, mm-hmm. drinking, lug, lug, lug. Yeah, he's drunk as a skunk by the end of the night, yeah. Yeah. Of course, Christine is too nervous and to be around him. And when he either. asks her that to come back to his apartment so he can have a singing lesson. He gave, he gave, hint, hint. give her a first lesson. Huh. Yeah. Shout huh. the British well. are coming, so to speak. Oh, that's a bit rude. <laughs> Hey, that's how, that's keeping him truthful. Oh, yeah, keeping your stuff up. No, anyway, luckily anyway, uh, enough, Harry, who happens to be dining at the same restaurant. Yeah, he came in with all the yeah, evening. Yeah. He offers to come along, but luckily enough, um, Lord, Lord Darcy, Darcy decides, decides okay. to take, crowd. Yeah, takes mm. his leave. But luckily enough, Harry offers her, uh, you know, to have dinner with him. Yeah, and he's very, very peckish. Yeah, and that night, um, mm. that same night, as they're driving on the driving back home to the on the carriage of sorts, E-har. um, he then explains how this opera has been nothing but trouble the moment they start rehearsing. It was cursed. Yes, like missing instruments, all that stuff I mentioned earlier. A lot of good groovy things. And yeah. he then Christine tells her about how she received a mysterious voice from her dressing room. And he's curious because he heard the same story from uh, his previous leading lady who told him about a mysterious figure that appeared in her uh, in that yeah, yeah. room, the same With room no too. No explanation, no way, no yeah. way in, no yeah. way out. So Harry mm. takes it upon himself and Christine comes with him because he, no doubt he has to look after her. So of course. they both go to the opera house and it's pitched and... It's not deserted. There's a few... The cleaning women are there, and we find there's also a rat catcher there. Ah. Who scares the living crap out of them. You would think that the lady... Oh, he said, mm-hmm. I normally come after they've uh, done Left. their job, so yeah. Yeah, they thought he was the um, phantom of the opera. And who can blame them? If you see a silhouette in the hallway that you didn't see before, no doubt you'd be scared. Yeah. And he actually—he—he—he was a very amiable man. Yeah. He just looked a little bit yeah. creepy. As he was leaving um, our two, um, cu- our couple, he then gets attacked by the dwarf I mentioned yeah, earlier, and, and, and he killed him. Yes, he killed him, and, and, and all, all rats live to eat another day. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> Harry goes and tries to find out what has occurred, and while leaving Christine, you know. Un- alone, alone. Mm. and guess who comes prowling up the corridor none other than the phantom of the opera yep. beckoning her to come with him and come the, but fortunately she screams before he gets near her <laughs> kind of cool so Harry comes running back yeah and I like that bit when when she, you don't hear us see her scream but we but in the well, you hear a scream. Do you scream? Yeah, we hear a scream, but we watch. cut to Harry searching, yeah, and did, we hear a loud scream. They did a lot of good cutaways in that. I so, just love yeah. it when they do a cutaway before you actually hear the scream. Yeah, and yeah, and we don't cutaway, s- you scream, and you see the reaction of the scream, and actually see why she's screaming. Yeah. Yeah. Soon yeah. enough, she's mm. back at her uh, hotel or in a hostel, whatever you call them back then. I'm not sure, and and. She, she gives um, Harry the cliff notes of what she's seen. A, a dark figure who had, um, wearing a mask that had one eye. It was a Lone Ranger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the mask yeah. covers the entire part to his head, except for an eye one that's eye, on he's, the... Uh, his right eye. His right eye. Yeah. He left eye got a bit damaged for the... Uh, well, we'll, tell, we'll talk about it in a minute. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, 
um, Harry believes Christine. Before, he didn't believe his leading lady the first time, but now he's starting to realise his connection between what's uh-huh. going on. But he's the detective in this movie, if you well, will. Detective Harry. Yeah. I guess so. Anyway, Harry the, Callahan, Dirty Harry. Anyway, no, the okay. next morning, um, Lord Darcy is is auditioning again for and his you lead lady. He sacked Christine that night because she didn't come across. Yeah. Now, that is not politically correct. Yeah. Anyway, his first choice, or not first choice, is a woman who sings. Um, um, what do they call it? A pl- a pl- well, see, she sat her audition. Um, she wasn't a bad singer, but. It's more like a musical, musical comedy hall, type music song. singer than an opera singer, but she looks sexy and looks like she might, so he thought, well, if I give her a go, I'll give her a go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> i got to admit that Lord um, Darcy seems to have his head in the clouds, but never on on he what was, his audience wants. He always wants. thinks of his little man, if you know what I mean. Yes. <laughs> anyway, he then tells Harry that he has dismissed Christine. She won't be playing in the opera or any other part in the opera. She won't even be a cleaner in the opera house. She won't even be um, playing in the chorus, so to speak. She won't be selling popcorn or anything. No. And, of course, Harry gets dismissed too because he back-talks dear Lord Darcy's um, authority, Yes, if you can call it that. Well, he worked for it. He's a, he was the producer of the opera. He was putting his time and money up and everything else. Mm-hmm. And, and he hired Harry to do the directorship well, he, of it and yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. As it goes on. Yes. Anyway, he goes to Christine's place. She's a little downcast. And he suggests that they go out and... Have a good time and, and good celebrate time. that they've both been fired today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just lucky that, that Harry is probably just... He's just a wealthy person, and he probably can afford well, to be sacked. He, he, he wasn't broke, how's that? Yeah. He was, he was well, upper middle class, probably. Had a few bucks behind him. Yeah. Anyway, he then suggests Christine go out to her room and get changed into... you got ten minutes. Yes. He did. He's very authoritarian. I like And it. while he's waiting, he's looking around... Um, no the landlady's parlor. Uh, room. parlor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he finds... Um, on a, I don't know what that. An old, uh, you know, those, I don't those, know what um, they th- they call those oh, framed yeah. things. You know, uh, in the old movies, they had a, a frame to put there, and you get dressed behind it. Yeah, I don't know what those. they call for a little privacy screen or whatever. I, I think it's a screen, and yeah, it, so, yeah. and, and there's a bit of um some was, old yeah music yeah, scrolls this, this, that were um, inside yeah, on yeah. Um, embroidered into it. Yeah, the lady made the uh, pro- well called privacy screen yeah. uh, or dressing screen. Yeah, whatever. and she says and according- she put some, some old sheet music on see, uh, that Mr. Petrie or Professor Petrie, who used to be her tenant, yeah, or watcher, uh, had left there when he disappeared or when he yeah. died. Yeah. Anyway, she told him that she made she uh, had some of the piece of some, ri- some of his work still some hanging his around. work, and she embroidered into the um, screen yeah. and she has a few left over that she, you know, that's a bit faded but but Harry was lucky enough to find one of them that sounded exactly like some of the um, sounded like the sheet music from the actual you know, Joan of Arc play they, musical they were working on What a small world, hey And then he suggested what happened to this, um, compo- this um, professor and, guy and, and the story and goes on Yes, and they go to the printers where she says that this is why where he went to to get killed. Got yeah, killed. Well, he died there at the shop but in the fire. According yeah. to the printer, he didn't die at the um, printers. He actually 
uh, was trying to burn the place down. He got severely burnt, was running out of the uh, place down and the street. And then he, and, uh, and according to a constable or policeman, I'm not sure. A constable in England, yeah. yes. And he says, the, const- the constable says that the man ran out of the um, printers and, and, and jumped into the, the lake or the, the river, um, river. river. Yeah, river. Thames River probably. Yeah. yeah. And uh, of course, um, Harry... And they believe he drowned because they, they couldn't find his body. It was a fast-moving river. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. And back in the day, they didn't drag the rivers anyway, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, Harry figures that this is... Um, that it was this Professor Petrie's work that they were rehearsing. And, yes. and Christine asks him, what, sh- what are you going to do? And she, he says, there's nothing else to do. The p- real p- composer is dead. Nothing else you can do. So hmm. they thought... Anyway, later that night, Christine is back in her lodgings in her room, and as she's about to tuck herself into bed, the dwarf appears and abducts her and takes her to the Phantom. Guess where, folks? Down in the sewer. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they eventually, he eventually tells Christine, I'm going to teach you to sing. I am going to give you a new voice that a lot of people will admire you for for the years yes. to come. Yes. And it's a, and so the next next morning, um, Lord Darcy's late, leading lady turns out to be a leading disaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she sings like like a foghorn. Uh, a chicken being plucked, yeah, yeah. Or strangled, yeah. Yeah, and he gets into a fight with the um, conductor and some of the musicians. So they all walk out. Yeah. Let's they go were, on strike. Yeah. Yes, well, yes. actually, he said they're all dismissed, but that's the same thing. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Whatever. They, they, they all. They, they. No. What happened is that they, he fired the conductor. Yes. And the other guys, saw that and they got up and packed the gear up to, to walk out with the conductor. Yes. And then Lord Ambrose Darcy said, "Okay, you're all fired." I don't think anything. I don't think anybody wanted to work for him anyway because he was such a prat. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was getting on their last nerve, if yeah. you will. And the the owner of the opera house, he was getting annoyed that that Lord Ambrose is turning this into his own personal brothel. And he, and he was going co- to cost the opera house money. Yeah, by mm. wasting everyone's time. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, so he tells them your dip- the he tells the Lord. Um, Darcy to rehire um, Harry because he's the only one who might most likely would fix this mess they got in the two. And of course, um, he gets, he storms out without even, and Harry is re, um, he's, um, He's rehired, or whatever they well, call him. the Opera House has the right to hire him. Yeah, that's true. And, of course, the owner is... He was a bit of a, a chicken throughout yeah, this... With but he grew some testicles, guys. Yes, and he finally <laughs> um, admits that Lord Darcy is a total waste of space. Yes, a naughty man as well. Mm-hmm. So, anyway... Anyway, carry on. Yeah, so, no character assassinations here. Yeah. So, anyway, while they're rehearsing uh, one of their scenes, um, one of the um, ten the guys, in ch- you know, in the opera house, who, the crew guys, um, he's um, he then tells um, um, Harry that Christine is in her in in the is hasn't arrived yet, or even or even at her. The hostel, for all well, I know. You keep saying a hostel, sister. Stay in the boarding house. Okay, or boarding or house. Sorry. 
you know. Okay, okay, calm down, you fool. Okay, he goes to the boarding house and the landlady tells him that 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 Kristen hasn't le- hasn't left her room or even haven't slept she, in her bed either. Yeah, like more, she like she never even was there and in the first place. Was there and the bag was there and everything and yeah. looks like what? Yeah, something evil. We, something evil, wicked. This came as this way came or something, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mean, whatever, you know. Yeah, I mean, while yeah. this is happening, um, the Phantom is teaching Christine how to sing, and I imagine they've been singing all she's, night. All night. She Make, was knackered. Yeah, she was exhausted. She was probably having developing um, throat sores by the time. Nodules on the throat. No, no, no. That's yeah, the yeah, word. They, they strain it too much. Yeah. yeah, I imagine they probably did have a few breast breaks, maybe or maybe not. Probably not. Yes, anyway. That's why so tired. Yeah, anyway, he's trying to make sure that she sings to make sure that she has the right suffrage yeah. because this is a role that you have to yeah. make it believable for the audience. Yeah, he's working on a phrasing, uh, timing, uh, all, all the good things you do to. All the groovy stuff, yeah, yeah must it, know. It, it about to make it real and uh, emotional. And, yeah, and all the good stuff, yeah. yeah. shadow, light, dark, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he's a very good teacher, yeah. isn't he? Of course, along the lines when she wants when she wants to give up in the end, he physically abuses her a little bit, telling so that when you, if you want to become a good singer, you must have to suffer. Yeah, well, that's it. And he k- hits her a couple of times. Not, not he's not abusive. Oh but no, just slap on the face to yeah, remind her that, out of it. Yeah, you, that you have to shake yourself out of it. Yeah. We're gonna work hard here. Yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, and he wasn't abusing her. But he was just well, trying to get the best out of her. True, true. He was trying to get the but best. But man was very emotional because he, he, yeah, he, he, it was his passion. Yeah. All he, lived, all he lived for was his music. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, Harry continues his search. And, of course, he goes back into the last place that he knows where the, the, where the professor drowned himself. And figures that maybe, just maybe, Christine might be in the sewer area. Well, that's a good guess, maybe. Yeah. So hmm. he, the, while he was, he's down there. He hears Christine's singing voice echoing out of the sewer pipe, very faintly, but enough to go okay. Yeah. So anyway, he goes down into the sewer area. He nearly gets tackled by the dwarf. Well, he gets he, tackled. He doesn't get tackled by the, but but luckily ha- enough, Harry's a bit further. Yeah, but luckily enough, no one got hurt. No dwarves were hurt during the making of the movie. Or Harry, for that matter. Or Harry. And eventually, yeah. Harry appears with the dwarf, dragging him along and saying, Here, Professor. This belongs to you. This belongs to you. Ah. And, of course, um, Bonk. the Phantom is a bit surprised that Harry is aware of his real identity. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Professor Petrie, yeah, he called him yeah. my name. How did you know my name? And, and, then, and uh, Harry reveals more things about him. And he believed, mm. too, uh, he told him a bit about Ambrose Darcy, and then... Professor Petrie's related his story. Yeah, yeah, he tells it in flashbacks, like where he was cheated out of giving all his music to Lord Ambrose, and, and he, he gave me fifty pounds for it, which was which was not a lot of money back in those yeah, days. And yeah, and he and a tiny sum, but and, not a lot. And Professor Petrie, he 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 needs money because he needs it to give to his Land, landlady. landlady and different things. He had, he had yeah. a few bills to pay, but he had a few years' work there and. Yeah, and, and it's probably worth a lot, a lot more. more than that, but and but eventually he does give the stuff away, and the next minute we know Lord Ambrose is putting his own name on the stuff. And he said, and he said, "Well, I bought it from you. I'm entitled to put my name on 
my music. And I keep thinking, uh, and last night I was thinking when we watched rewatching it, how many more times he's done this to, to other, other composers mm. or other other music people. What an, uh, I was going to say what an a-hole, but I can't say that, can I? No. <laughs> okay, well, I, won't, I won't call him an a-hole. Uh, yeah, anyway, he he then goes to the printers, he burns um, the plates and burns the well, he's, sheet he's music. he's trying to burn all the sheet music and destroy the plates, but then the fire starts. Yeah. And he tries to put it out and he yeah. throws what he thinks water onto it, but it's a big bowl of acid that spaces back in his face. Yeah. And, 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 he, and, and that's, I think it was nitric acid. That's supposed to be a nasty one. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, mm. he then runs out there and he falls into the river and he meet and he floats into the sewer and there he meets the dwarf who saves his life. Oh, nice. And of course And that's up home down there. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> the Phantom ends his story, we go back to the present. I still wonder how they got the organ down there. <sighs> Good grief. Every time the Phantom of the Opera movie, <laughs> there's always an organ down in the sewer. How they got it down there, I'll never oh, know. No. Oh, good grief. What? And I suppose you're going to be asking me how they got a horse down there in, in the other movie. In what the, horse? In the story too. What horse? Oh, in other versions of the family <laughs> opera, he uh, stole one of the horses from probably one of the um, stables that they use. No, that, that, no. if you're talking about there's some ramps going down to lower basement levels, then there's access from the basement level into the sewer area. Yes. So, yes. anyway. But not this one. No. Nope. So, see your corridors and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, moving on, back to my Carry story. On. So, <laughs> the Phantom says that he's slowly withering and dying, so he wants to do one last thing before he goes, and that's cr- teaching Christine how, you know, the how prop- to, sing properly. to sing properly. And, le- and let him hear... That being played at the opera house. Yeah, to know that his oh. work is being performed, even though... He might, he, might, he might not get credit for it, but he'll die a happy man. Yes. Anyway, he then begs Harry and Christine to allow him to continue this... Working with her. And, of course, we don't hear them say anything, but we just know from their yeah, expressions... The looks on their face that they're agreeing to his pleas. Yeah, so the next thing... He, he's a pathetic-looking individual in the end he was begging them and stuff. Like, Please yeah. let me do it here. Yeah. yeah, he was practically on his knees begging for Harry to let him continue this for last, the last work he could ever perform, you know, with yeah. someone. Poor little, poor little phantom. Yeah, next minute we cut to, say, a three weeks or two weeks later. I don't know yeah. how, many, how no, long. I, th- I think, no, I think it's a week she was down being trained by the phantom. Mm-hmm. And I think very shortly afterwards they went into yeah. rehearsal, and they already had been doing rehearsals before with the other ladies, so it was only tarting it up. Yeah. So it might have been two weeks. Yeah, who mm. knows? I mm. mean, um, he did say, um, "Give me a month, a week, two weeks, even one, one week. week, and one I'll week perform a, a miracle." A star is born. That's a good name for movie, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And Whatever. eventually, we co- so we cut back to. <clears throat> Um, say a few weeks later, uh, where they're about to perform um, Joan of Arc live on stage and everything, and guess oh. who comes un- um, comes storming into the theatre? Frankenstein. Uh, no, no, Lord yeah. Darcy. Oh. I think he was un- he wasn't invited. Oh, he wasn't told about the uh, reopening of the production, and or, or even knowing that. Um, Christine was playing the role. The lead role, yeah, exactly. Or right. any of the other How stuff. How dare you do this behind my back? Yada, yada, so yada. he enters yeah. um, the, off, the manager's office in the, and he meets the phantom there and gives him the shock of his life. Who are you? What are you doing here? And, and yeah. he ripped his mask off. 
And he saw who it was, and he saw his disfigured face. And he runs out of there. We don't even know what he happens to him. He needed to change his underwear, guys. We don't, even really know, we don't even know what happens to him after that. We don't know if he got killed by the dwarf or just... Nah, I just reckon he sort of scarpered. He went. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. never darkening in the never opera house. Never halls again. again. Mm. Or anything like that. Yeah. So anyway, um, we then cut to Christine getting ready for the final preparations to get herself onto the stage. Mm. Yeah, and just start the first act of the play. Whatever, it went, it went through it pretty quickly, a couple of different scenes. And that, but let's, yeah. let's fast track it to the last yeah. scene. So, and well, the last the encore at the end. You yeah, know, so, as the, yeah. so everything goes according to plan. And she's excellent. Yes. And everybody loved her and uh, standing ovations and all the other good groovy things. Yeah, and, everyone gave her the, ha- um, the thumbs up. Yeah, cigarette lunch came out, folks. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, not really. Oh, I didn't do that back in those days, did they? No. no. But anyway, um, so Christine is given a round of applause, the usual flowers, the um, you know what, and just then. Oh, you um, know what? What? They got a you know what as well, do they? Just then, wow. um, one of the crewmen notices the dwarf hovering in the backstage yeah, no, area. Yeah, the top area. Yeah, the, uh, back whatever that area is up yeah. top there, yeah. And when he's um, trying to get away from him, he then climbs onto a chandelier that's located above yeah, near the yeah, um, yeah. stage yeah, itself. Yeah, no, the, the cat walks up the top there, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's a sort of a chandelier near the, near the stage yeah, itself. Well, above the stage. Above yeah. the stage itself. I know in the most of the other movies, it's usually um, a chandelier on near the audience. Yeah, sometimes area. it is, in depending what the, what purpose the chandelier is. If it's a prop to be used on stage, it'll be above the stage. Yes. If it's there to light the area for the people, it'll be above the people. Yes. Ah, so, ah. There you go. So while this is happening, he's on the um, chandelier, and it's starting, and the rope's starting to snap and break. Yeah. And Christine is under it, and and she's wondering what everyone's looking at. They yeah. Go, yeah, looking by. and then no the idea. phantom takes rips off his mask, and he dives for Christine, knocking her out of the way of the chandelier. And the chandelier falls and crushes him. And, and the dwarf, him. he kind of um, jumps onto another rope, but and looks, he looks down. And looks so sad. It looks like he's almost crying. Yeah, he killed his mate. Oh. And Christine is is practically t- um, crying, like really sad for <laughs> the poor man. And the audience is starstruck for what just occurred. I like to think that and this... And all ran out of the room? What? Did they all run out then? No, no. They just were starstruck. No uh, encore, no... What um, the hell was that? That was different. Yeah, yeah like, I imagine they, this is probably unexpected and... and yeah, we love the special effects. Yeah, oh, no, no, yeah no, instead no, the yeah, usual... Yeah. Um, Keep the, but then again, it's it's better this way to keep the um audience not knowing what's what tragedy they just occurred. Part of the show. It's all part of the show, folks. No, 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 no. no, no, yeah. no. So <laughs> that's the end of the story, and I I mean I do like this how this version went. Yeah, see, see a lot of the other versions of uh, the Fan of the Opera have the Fan of the Opera either being a nasty guy like uh, I think the one with Long Cheney in it. He was a nasty killer type guy. In love with the um, um, lead singer. Yeah, but he's still a nasty guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the Claude Rains one, mm-hmm. he was also a guy who went a little bit... He was a good guy who went a bit to Rains. I don't think he was really, really, really bad, bad, but he wasn't really good either. Yeah, but he was... Um, uh, he kidnapped He wanted to keep her as a prisoner down on the yeah. job house. And yeah, and I, I like the other versions. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, not just this one, that in, in the Claude Rain Rain one, yeah. that one had three love interests in it. Yeah, did you uh, call uh, it that? Uh, the Count and, and, and the, and the uh, Captain of the uh, Guard or something, yeah, or whatever you A singer, and a Captain of the Guards, that's, probably, that's Raoul. Raoul. And the Raoul. Uh, And the Phantom. I'm not sure the Phantom in that one was a love interest in that wanted, either. He, I think he wanted her as a possession. Yeah, most likely. Remember the creatures of the uh, uh, he went he had had the he, he wanted to take her down there and live with him yeah. in the sewers underneath the uh, opera house. Mm, true. It wasn't it wasn't about her career mm. as much. It was yeah. about him taking a bride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Anyway, in in Claude Range one, it was more like he was more interested in her music career more than her than. Yeah, but then when he, in the end he wanted to keep her down there in the in the sewer. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's it. So that that became a bit more nasty and a bit mm. more bent, but this guy was really nice. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, I've even seen um, a Freddy Krueger version of Fan the Opera too, Have made by by Ed. Did, um, what's his name? Um, the guy who plays Fr- uh, Freddy Krueger in what's his real his real name? Oh Lord. Um, England. Uh, Robert England. Robert, yeah. Yeah, Robert, yeah, yeah. He plays. Uh, a, oh, his Freddy. Man. Yeah, he plays. Um, <laughs> Robert. Yeah. Um, a sort of phantom in the opera, and yeah. this in that one is more of a fantasy horror, if you will. Yeah. Who did he play? The leading role. Yeah. The leading man. Yeah, the phantom in the opera. Oh, phantom. Okay. And I was gonna say. I gotta admit that one's a good one. It's like a um fast story mixed with oh, with I, the family opera. That one? Um, you may have, you may have. Uh, I've heard of it. I must have looked at that one, folks. Yeah, again, as I said, we said before, guys, this movie at the time was considered as a flop because um, the director uh, fell out of favour with Hammer Studios for whom, when, for who he was not given another film until 1964. Uh, a change of directors. Now, that, yeah. that often happens. The, the, the directorship and uh, the directors of the movies that can go a little bit in two different ways. But actually, I read something a bit later on. It didn't fare too well in the general um, theatres mm. for one reason or another, uh, but did make more money in France. Wow. Because <laughs> obviously it's a French-based movie. Uh, yeah, theme-wise, uh, but when it went to America, it may not have did. The, it might, it may not have made it to the theaters. It may have gone straight to television. Hmm. So, but it's gone through the um, TVs, uh, well, production companies, whatever, Universal, whoever got possession of it, and they took some footage out and added some footage to it. Hmm. So they changed it, which might have actually. Uh, got the critics saying it's not a great movie. I don't know whether the critics saw the original yeah. movie or the uh, the Americanized version of it. Mm, That's know. a problem, you see, so I don't know. Um, but so I, 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 I know they can do it, but if you've got a movie and it's a good movie, why muck around with it? Why say, oh, we'll take some footage out and put some other footage in... Yeah. Yeah, you, know, you, you, you can actually destroy the movie. Yeah, I, I once actually... It's, it's an insult. I yeah. once watched... Um, when I got the first... Co- got this on DVD at one point, they made a mistake with the poster on in the on okay. inside cover of the DVD when I got it. It was actually Claude Rain's... Um, oh, they had the old poster the in there <laughs> instead of um, instead of uh, the 1962 version. Instead, I mean, I know I know posters. I've I've been I've been known to look at movie We're posters. Got a lot of posters. Actually, one thing I noticed here: uh, one of the computer sites 
I saw uh, mentioned they had a budget of £180,000, I believe, back in those days. Mm-hmm. Didn't say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some were all said it was uh, ended up close to the £400,000 mm-hmm. they movie. True. Well, I don't know. I don't know which one to believe. No, <laughs> so that's it's, weird. Um, yeah. yeah, anyway, as I was saying, in the poster mm. I mentioned, um, there was a scene in that particular one. It's one of those interesting photo poster ones where they just take a photo yeah, and yep. then and then colorize it in there using whatever, whatever colors you know in the um, RGB style they they did back in oh, the yeah, old days yeah, yeah, yeah. and it you could tell right away that, that the scene it was sort of the scene where the phantom is near the chandelier and he's trying to sh- soar the chain up you know, even oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and this that scene was never in this movie. Technically, if you don't yeah, want to be um, confused, no, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's yeah. You, you wonder sometimes yeah. they cut bits out and add pieces and yeah. Yeah, yeah. but then, you know you get the wrong information. I mean, yeah. I think that sometimes, I think sometimes I blame the marketing materials they release sometimes. Well, yeah, they, they, they seen, get it wrong. Yeah, sometimes yeah. I even seen another poster which is related to this movie, the Hammer one. And this one, in this one, it showed the chandelier on fire, and the phantom, and the chandelier was never on fire. Wasn't even on. Yeah, it was. Ah. And yeah, the only time that the chandelier was, well, it didn't exactly do anything. It just crashed on on the phantom at the end. Got blood all over it. Got a bit few dents. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've got a few bits of bits of trivia trivia stuff here. Okay. Um, Now, this was filmed. Mainly at the uh, the uh, what do you call it the uh, Bray Studios in England. Uh, that's where I think Hammer did a lot of their things. But when they did the big suits uh, like um, the Opera House, whatever, that they actually used. Uh, Opera House was actually filmed at Wimbledon, Wimbledon Theatre in London. Cool. They actually used a real theatre, mm. which is in London, obviously. That's cool. They just tied it for a couple of days to do the filming. Uh, oh, no, three weeks. Yeah, they're three, they went for three weeks. So that's where the budget goes. That sort of stuff. Uh, and the rest of it, uh, some of the scenes, uh, street scenes, or whatever, they had those sets on the back lots. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's quite nice to actually recycle and mm. stuff. Yeah, you know, old sets. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I do agree with you, Mike. Mm. That's why I like about um, old. S- when people use old sets in yeah. film productions. Or reuse, but actually, actually diversing. This is digressing this for a minute. I'm, I'm just going through some old versions of, you guess, yeah, well, you, you won't guess it, Voyages of the Bottom of the Sea, done by Erwin Allen. Now, Erwin Allen, what I didn't say, I don't want to say it nasty, but he did things on the cheap He caught, you know, to keep the budget down, and he actually reused the same footage yeah, you know, like underground footage, yeah, undersea uh, footage, uh, when the submarine was uh, going down and landing on the bottom, and then go, you know, to, you know, to park it, you'd see the same footage of that in different episodes. Uh, he borrows stock footage and different things to keep the cost down. So he really, even though this 
was probably a reasonably expensive TV series. He used a lot of recycled to keep the cost down. And it's good when you can do it in the same thing in the movie. Mm, that is cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. interesting. Mm. Mm. Yes, I do. So, yeah. oh, as long as people don't notice it too much. Well, you, if, if you watch them one after another, like I do sometimes when I get a binge on, uh, I say, oh, I noticed that in the other movie, yeah, the other episode. Mm. But if you see a movie today and then next year you see another mm. movie, you won't necessarily know or recognise the same scenery. Yeah. Which is, why not use it? You know, mm. like Westerns. Mm. When they, they did a whole slew of Westerns years ago, mm-hmm. and you had Dodge City and Tombstone. They're all using the same buildings. They just changed a couple of signs around a few mm. things and did a few different aspects and uh, POVs or whatever mm. and looked like a different town. It was the same, ba- yeah. the same uh, lot. Oh, mm. yeah, that's another thing. That music that, that Herbert plays as the Phantom is the same music he plays as Captain Nemo in Mysterious Island. That was done... In 1961. He's playing a fugue, I believe they call it. Yeah, I think I know what song they mean. I mean, it kind of makes me think of that sort of thing. I never watched Mysterious Island, but I think I know what song, that music they meant. Right, Dan? Well, I haven't seen it either, but I'll take your word for it. Well, well, unless it's the um, famous opera... um, Organ music. Yeah, I don't know what it is either, but I think, but it's, I think it's a fugue, and you can actually get some fugues, and they're really nice to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. uh, a friend of mine, he's in classical music and other, and he, he, he likes to listen to a fugue because it, it's just a, a good, dynamic, uh, interesting organ piece that he just loves listening to. So, yeah. Yeah, well, you got to admit, organ does sound really um, very classical. Mm. So anyway, do you want to rate this movie now, or do you want to have anything well, else? Well, I can't think of anything else I can say. I mean, uh, reception was pretty lame on it, only because probably they saw the the doctored American version. No, no, I'm not knocking. It. I haven't seen the doctored American version, so that might have taken away the storyline. Maybe. No, no. no. Um, so I can't tell you. So, um, but it was a lukewarm reception. But I think really it might not have had a very good exposure in the theater houses. Mm. Remember that Dracula movie we saw with that letterer guy? Mm. Uh, it was loose in America, mm. but it got squashed yeah. Yeah, by all the other movies going on at the same time. Yeah. yeah you suddenly get a good movie, it's lost in uh, the, the shuffle. Plethora, shuffle and the plethora of all the other movies coming out at the same time, and so it doesn't get a good run. Um, mm. Which is it's sad because there's a lot of good movies that are made, but people don't see them because, oh, I've got a choice from seeing, seeing that movie or that movie, I'll go see that movie. Because uh, that, that that stars in it, or I know that director, or that's the sort of movie you want to go see, and they don't even go and see the other one later on, and mm. it's, uh, it gets left behind. So mm. it's a bit sad. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah. I'm going to rate this. I, it's one of my favourite fan of the opera movies. Mm. Now, when I say that, from a horror drama perspective, mm. now the musicals are different. Like the one of Gerard Butler, and that's a different type of movie. That's a musical. So that's a class all by itself. That's a musical version of Phantom of the Opera, more so. A little bit of horror thrown in. Mm. But with all the other Phantom of the Opera, whether all horror or drama related, I'm going to ra- compare this to them. I'm going to give it nine and a half. How's that? I'm going to give it uh, a ten and a, and a half. You can't, we only gave it a ten? A ten and a half? That I mean, good? Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten, okay. Mm. Wow, ten out ten. We only gave it a ten. Well, it's just that... Uh, okay. okay, it's better than 10. That's not bad. Well, I do think it's interesting. And I like it that in Hammer Horror, they can capture 
old period movie, Actually, old period world stuff. No, and they do a lot of stuff on site as well. And when they do the sets up, they uh, they know what they're doing with the sets. But there was something about the filming. I saw something. Um, can't remember. If I saw it somewhere. Oh yeah, um, when they're doing some of the flashbacks in it yeah. of the professor when he's uh, relating his story. Uh, they used what they re- refer to, maybe still refer to, as Dutch angles, uh, which they tilted the camera noticeably to give it an off-kilter effect uh, and to help with the flashback dream sequence. And, and I think they might use that sort of stuff still sometimes. They probably do. They make it a little bit off-kilter so it looks a bit more surreal and not quite right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they were using that back in those days, so it's been around for a long time. Well, it is handy. It's thing to remember, you'll get de- decent lighting, camera, act- camera ang- angles and POVs and whatever. Um, yeah, it's uh, a good director of photography, I'd say, mm, all yeah. around. And all uh, and everything is good about it. How's that, guys? Yeah, costumes, it's, it's, um, wardrobe, and and the layout, and yeah. uh, script, am I well, add? It's, it's a good script. Uh, I think it's a good script. It's... it's it is what it, it's. It's a drama with a horror theme. It's not a horror movie. It's a dramatic. It's a drama yeah. with a horror theme. I remember yeah. watching a Jane Seymour version of Family Opera not too long ago, mm. but I didn't think it was as good because I don't know. It was just um, well, it just didn't it didn't cap it didn't cap kind of grab me that movie. Yeah, well, some do, some don't. I mean, you, you get your personal likes and dislikes as well. Even if it anyway. did have um, Michael York in it, I, I it, it, Ooh, it still didn't. Cute, it girls. still didn't grab mm. me. Even. How old was he? Um, he was young. young. Oh, he was well, yeah, both yeah, Jane yeah. Seymour and him were still in their young periods. Michael Michael York was pretty good looking guy back in those days. Yeah, so the I just, I just yeah, yeah, yeah. It, didn't, it didn't capture me very much. Sure. Sad that. Yeah, never mind. I mean, anyway, irrespective. Really, I've done our grading. Anything else you want to say before we go? I think that's about it all for we can squeeze in. I would say, is this still available? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure you can still get this if you're you around still get it on, on DVD on, maybe and yeah, uh, you can official still get it downloads on. from Amazon and whatever. Yeah, that sort of stuff, you can yeah. even um, probably yeah. get a packet of Hammer films and that's yeah, probably yeah, among exactly them. Yeah, exactly right. Now, you probably get things like The Hand of the Basketball Sprone there, which was another good Hammer movie I like. Me um, too. And that's you might re- get the Gorgon. That wasn't too bad. Uh, what else there? Captain Clegg. He was a, that was a good movie. Um, um, Captain Kronos. Kronos, yeah, that's another one. Yeah, and lots of good movies. Hammer. If you get a Hammer Horror Pack, and this is in it, uh, get the Hammer Horror Pack. And, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and go through the old stuff the Hammer was churning out. They weren't that bad. Yeah, I yeah. mean, not the gore, not the um, nudity ones. I mean, the, what, the ones, one? well... One? I missed well, that. No, well, right. not the nudity ones. I just <laughs> meant um, the fact that sometimes their costumes can be a bit... For the women, they always make it look more yeah, revealing and unbelievable. Yeah, you know, back then, that was back in the 60s and stuff, and they were flaunting a tad. Yeah, but some of them, they did try to keep it... Keep it um, keep, real, well, believable. Well, they try to keep it real and believable in the costumes, but sometimes the, the busty maid was busting out all over almost, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I, I just meant that then of the opera, it doesn't deal with bust. It's more about it's a, but story. keeping it zipped. Or it's, well, trying to. Trying to. Well, it's Lord Brambrose Darcy wasn't trying to get anything to do, was he? That's a really And they didn't have zips back in those, they had buttons. Okay, the buttons. <laughs> okay, so... But, uh-huh. So that's about it for us tonight. So this is Sarah Stevenson. 
and Michael Stevenson. Saying, we'll see, we'll, be talking we'll to you talk again to you again soon. soon and I hopefully we'll get you some more information about upcoming movies and TV shows soon. Yeah. All right. Bye for now, guys. Bye, guys.